Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Anyway, I want to start off and thank Amzie and Morgan, as always, for giving me this opportunity. And it's kind of cool because over the past couple of weeks, you know, Morgan talked about how our mental health matters. And then Amzie talked about how your character matters and about seasons of life. And so my message is kind of going to blend with theirs. But the title of it tonight is called Tired of the Tests. And for those of you questioning, I know you guys are on spring break, but no, I'm not talking about school tests. I know some of you guys are like, yes, I am tired of my school test, but that's not what I'm talking about tonight. But what, you guys got like two months of school left-ish, right? April, May, end of May? You guys are almost there. But anyway, tonight I'm going to talk to my people who feel like in life you've had battle after battle after battle, and you keep trying to fight and win, but you just don't feel like you are. And when I was thinking about it, it's kind of like when you go to the beach and, you know, the waves just don't like you that day. So you keep getting hit um, by wave after wave. And then, you know, you keep getting sucked under and you're just looking for like one moment, one moment of stillness where you can just like come up and breathe and, you know, just recalibrate. So that's kind of like the feeling. And maybe you feel like, you know, you're failing yourself or your friends or people around you. Maybe you're just like, God, you know, I cannot handle this anymore. You're tired of the test. So tonight we're going to talk about how to deal with this when you feel like you're in a situation where you need some weapons for your battles. And I'm going to go ahead and jump into a verse, and I want you guys to take a look at 1 Corinthians 10.13. And by the way, all my verses are in the Passion Translation tonight, so I'll go ahead and give you a heads up. But it says, We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being, but God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more, for along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out victoriously. So my first point tonight is you are not held hostage by what's happening. You are not held hostage by your hurts or your hardships. You know, you are not held hostage by circumstances that are going on. You are not held hostage by your thoughts, by other people, you know, etc. You fill in the blank for yourself, but you are not held hostage by what's happening. And if you look back at the scripture, it said, with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape. That will not just bring you out, but bring you out victoriously. Everybody say victoriously. Victoriously. Okay. So no matter the trial, you have an escape. You know, and I want you to realize, too, that you have to trust God through your trial. You know, last month I talked about relying on God, and God's always there for you, but to get through a trial, you're going to have to completely put your trust in Him. And this is kind of like a little side note, but when you're going through a test, I don't, know, I don't know about you, but it's not a time to, like, show off, like, show people how big you are, how tough you are. It's not what it's about. It's not about wandering off from God and, and you know, your people, because wandering equals getting lost. And, and I, I don't know about you, but I don't know, I don't want you guys getting lost in life. And last week, Amzie talked about, you know, he said, seasons come, but they always end. You know, you are not stuck. You are not lost. It will not last. You will get through it. And a C.S. Lewis quote that I saw, it said, Hardships often prepare 
ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. So don't let hardships scare you. Don't let hardships overcome you. Don't let them define you. You know, if you look at it, let it, let it challenge you. Kind of like that verse said, challenge you to trust in God more than ever. Challenge you to surround yourself with people who are going to surround you and help you fight and get through it. You know, challenge you to get in his presence more, in your Bibles more, worshiping more, talking to people who can help you more. And like that scripture said, I know I'm talking about it a lot, but it's really good. You know, each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out victoriously. So you are not held hostage by what's happening. And so I'm going to go ahead and read another scripture, and it's in James 1, 2 through 4. It says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's so good. And I want to highlight the part where it's talking about joy because I have one more scripture we're going to read. 1 Peter 1, 5 through 7. And it says, Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy. There's joy again even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes. For even gold is refined by fire. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, and honor when Jesus the Anointed One is revealed. So both of those scriptures are talking about, you know, joy and getting through trials with joy. So my second point tonight, is joy can be a part of your journey. And I say can because not everybody's going to choose it. You know, if you look back at the scripture, they both place an emphasis on on getting through trials with joy. And I know some of you guys might be thinking, like, that's so silly, just getting through things with joy. But trust me, I've gone through trials with joy, and I've gone through them without. And I can tell you that going through it with joy is so much better than, you you know, just thinking that you can take it without it. And, and like I said, it's a daily choice. Just like how you wake up in the morning and you put clothes on, start waking up and trying to put joy on too. And, and I, and I want to say that I am not downgrading anything that you guys have been going through or that have gone through. I know it's not easy to, like I said, I know it's not easy to just jump up and get out of bed and, you know, jump for joy when things are going on. Like, I know that that's not easy. But I do want to say, as long as you are fixated on the problem, it will always be a problem. And Rich Wilkerson, he said, if you have time to complain, then you have time to pray about it. So you got to start switching things. And, and um, like I said, I'm not giving things or people the excuse to hurt you, but we also cannot play the blame game and blame it on everybody else. You know, they're ruining my life. I don't know if it's ever going to change because of them. You know, I don't know if the trauma or the hurt will ever go away. Just whatever you're thinking, you got to start switching it. And I absolutely love this. It's Rich Wilkerson again. He said it in this way. He said, forgiveness or letting go is not the denial that something happened to you. It's you acknowledging it and confronting it, that and making a decision 
that despite that, I'm not going to live bitter, but I'm going to release that person who hurt me and caused me pain or things, whatever it is that hurt you, just you put it in for you. Not because they are worthy, but because I deserve to receive the grace God has given me. And you can't reach that with things holding you back. So, yeah, people might not, you, you can think they are not worthy of the forgiveness, but I, because of God, I have his grace, so I have to let things go. You know, so realize that changing and healing, forgiving, it's all your responsibility. And if somebody hasn't ever said it to you, I am sorry, you know, for people who have deeply hurt you or things or situations. And I am sorry that life gets tough sometimes. So if nobody has ever said that to you, I want to stand here and say that today. But I want you to know that victory is available to you. You know, joy can be a part of your journey. And to be able to go through trials in life with peace and joy, no matter what's going on around you, no matter what people are saying to you, you know how loud things in life might be, you know, joy can be a part of your journey. I just want you guys to really get that tonight. And another C.S. Lewis quote, because I cannot say anything, I cannot preach a message without something he said, or Rich Wilkerson, they're both great. But if you, he said, if you want to get warm, you must stand near the fire. If you want to get wet, you must get into water. If you want joy, power, peace, eternal life, you must get close to or even into the thing that has them. What's he talking about? God, his presence, his people. You know, and I want to show you an example tonight of choosing peace through a trial in Acts 16. But before I get there, I'm going to give you a little backstory to what's going on, and then we'll jump into the scripture. So there was this girl who was hired to do fortune-telling in her town um, for profit. And she, what she made would go to whoever she, she was hired by. So every time Paul and Silas would walk through a town, she would yell super scary things like, they are servants of God, you know, they're going to try to bring you to salvation, super, super big. But um, one day Paul had enough, and he cast the demon out of her. And she, w- she no longer worked for her owners, so she no longer provided them money. So they got super mad, and they turned the town against Paul and Silas, and everybody's mad at them. So you guys got the gist? Okay, so now we're going to jump to Acts 16, 23 through 26. And it says, After they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. So the jailer placed them into the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God. While all the other prisoners listened to their worship, suddenly a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. All at once every prison door flung open and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. So I don't know about you guys, but if I was severely beaten and all chained up, I don't know if singing some hymns would be like the first thing I think about. Um, So props to them, I'll be taking notes. But my third point tonight is press through the pain by praising in your prison. And hopefully you guys don't have a Paul and Silas situation where you guys are actually in a prison cell. But maybe your prison feels like depression. Maybe your prison feels like anxiety. Maybe your prison feels like constant hurts. Maybe confusion. Maybe you're not living up to the standards that other people have set for you you know, et cetera, you, you, whatever it is for you, maybe that's what you feel like has been chaining you up. Mm -hmm. And just like they were in prison in the innermost cell, locked up, all chained up, 
you know, in your life, you're going to have to press through whatever it is that's causing you to feel like you're chained up. Right. You know, like you're in the deepest, darkest place. So you're saying press through the pain by praising in your prison. How do we do that? Right. Well, you're going to have to do exactly how Paul and Silas did in that right. verse. You're going to have to praise your way through yeah. and pray yourself out. Right. You know, you have to focus on his plan yeah. and let him take your pain because Paul and Silas were not solely focused on what was going on, where they were at, their circumstance, but they were focused on the only one who they knew would help them. You know, they were praising and praying. And you, you might be thinking like, ah, oh, you're making this sound so easy. And I know that sometimes it's easier to sit and sulk and eat a tub of ice cream. Been there, done that. Dairy-free ice cream, of course, because I cannot have dairy. Um, but we got to start shifting our mindsets in order to win and overcome. And I saw this quote and I'm a big quotes person, so you're always going to hear me just saying quotes. But it said, ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because of the water that gets in them. And when I saw that, I was like, whoa. Because I have to, got, I have to stop letting these change. You know, things, people, thoughts, words, whatever it is, sink me. You know, I have to stop allowing water to get into my ship. So at the points I said earlier of praising your way through, you know, put on some worship music. Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking about this, sometimes this is even for me, even if you don't feel like you have the energy to sing the words, just put it on, yeah. you know, because that's you're feeding yourself that worship music yeah. and praise your and pray yourself out. Yeah. You know, ask God for his help. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes I would just say the simplest prayers. Or sometimes it would be a big prayer, but it doesn't matter. Just talk to God. You know, sometimes I would just say, God, I have no idea what to do in this situation. I don't know how to feel. But if I'm being honest with you, I'm tired of fighting. Mm -hmm. So I need your help. I need you to guide me, comfort me, give me your peace, your joy. You know, the Bible says that he never leaves us or forsakes us. So know that he's in it with you, and you have to trust him and give it to him. And so tonight, I just want to encourage you guys to not stay fixated on the problem or the test or the trials, you know, that you guys, you will make it, it will be okay, it will not last. And I also really want to encourage you guys to not distance yourself when you're going through something, because if, you know, if you guys know, it's better to fight battles with the troop. So, so get your troop, you know, find people who are going to encourage you and help you and guide you. You know, and realize, too, that it's okay to ask for help. You know, some of the people in this room tonight have carried me through things that I didn't think I would be able to make it through. And I'm so beyond grateful for them. And so as I close, I just want to read you guys um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 again. So it says, we all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out victoriously. And so I just want to remind you guys tonight that, number one, you are not held hostage by what's happening. Number two, joy can be a part of your journey. And number three, to press through the pain by praising in your prison. So that is all I have for you guys tonight. Did you guys get anything? 
Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at the quarry, check us out on social media. 